welcome to episode 150. Yes, 150 of the Treasury Career Corner podcast. And as you can hear, a little bit different music. We're going to be just freshening up the show a little bit. And it's crazy. Over 52,000 downloads from you guys. How did that happen? <laughs> it's been amazing. I'm I'm loving the journey with you guys, sharing the stories. I'm your host, Mike Richards. Uh, we've got fresh new music. We've got some amazing future guests lined up for you each and every week. Amazing, fresh new content, continuing to talk to treasury professionals about how they've built their careers, where they are now, and where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. But I thought, do you know what? It's a bit of a time to freshen things up. So we're changing things. But also I thought it was also time to maybe for you guys to hear from the team here at the Treasury Recruitment Company who helped me make the amazing podcast that is every week. And I want to pay some credit to them. So we've got the lovely Carly who goes through the hassle of getting you guys on the show and getting that. We've also got, I want to say a big thanks out to Content 10X. You'll, they do it every week. But then you're also going to hear from the other members of our team. So you've got Aira, who's returning from maternity leave. We've got Joe, who's in, running our UK desk. We've got Katie running Europe. And you've got me. I'm sorry about that. You can't have everything. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. So these guys get this great, amazing guests and everything else. I, I, we're going to try and not make it a total sales fest. It's more about trying to tell you about what we do, why we bring it to you. Um, we've got these interviews with each member of the team. As I say on the show every week, that's enough from me. Let's talk to some of our guests, which happen to include me. And so, you know, we're going to start today's episode with the lovely Carly. Now, Carly is my PA and our recruitment coordinator. She basically keeps me on track and basically makes, well, I was just looking at my notes here, makes my life amazing by doing all the stuff that I don't want to do, give it to her. Um, but I thought it was key that we started today's episode by bringing Carly on because she's, you know, much better at just supporting me, making uh, all of our lives great here and stuff like that. But we're going to start off with Carly because she's actually been in recruitment for not, not as long as me, but nearly as long. But Carly, how did you maybe get your first start into recruitment or when when did it all start for you? I have been in recruitment quite a long time now. So as you say, I first started in recruitment way back in 2001 now um actually started as a recruitment consultant working for a specialist accountancy recruitment firm then took a bit of a different direction after a few years joined another specialist recruiter this time in the oil and gas industry i was with them for about 10 years so worked various support roles working for both the recruitment and the operation team and then joined the lovely treasury recruitment company which i've been here for Oh, blimey, about four years now. So, <laughs> as you say, I support you as your PA. I'm also the recruitment coordinator, so I support the wider team and do a lot of general office day to day stuff as well. Um, and you, obviously, I know you've worked for us a number of years, and, and we're a bit different to a lot of recruiters. You know, some are like, yeah. hit the phones and do this and everything else, and you're supporting all that activity. You know, what would you say, <laughs> looking over it, what do you enjoy most about it and maybe working for us? But obviously, they're working with me. I mean, that's a pleasure. Well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but you know, what, what do you enjoy most about it, would you say? You know what? I really love the fact that every day is different. Mm-hmm. You know, my role itself is incredibly varied. So I'm inevitably involved in most areas of the business in some way or another. So that definitely keeps me on my toes, if you like. We're also quite a small company. Yeah. Everyone's really supportive in the team. Everybody really mucks in. We all really help each other out. And we're all just, you know, making sure that we make the business as successful as possible and, you know, we help each other to do that. So I threw you in the deep end four years ago, you came on board, so, oh, this is nice and, you know, quite small company and all this stuff. But you you and I have both seen it change, develop, Absolutely, challenges yeah. you've seen. You know, what are the key ones that you've really seen that have sort of come out, you know, getting people listening today, they're going to go, wow, those guys are doing lots of stuff. What have you seen sort of thing? Yeah. The key things that I've seen is that we've just got busier and busier. Our online brand in particular has increased massively over the years. And I think that's really helped us open up opportunities in different locations. So we've had a lot more roles in places like the Middle East, US and Europe. And it's really grown that market for us. And I think, you know, that in itself has introduced a lot more challenges for us. But, you know, with different time zones and cultures and things, but 
has also made it more exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it is, as you say, it sometimes makes for a longer day, but, you know, suddenly getting calls from one side of the world and then at the end it's like all suddenly getting emails and, and stuff like that. So it's been you know, great for you so far. But, uh, and, we, and long may it continue. And obviously you're, you've seen it go all the way through. As we look towards the future, and then in a minute we're going to go, we're going to talk to Aira, who's just returning from maternity leave soon, and Joe and Katie, and you even get to me at the end. Sorry about that, guys, but kind of everything. <laughs> um, you know, future Treasury and Treasury recruitment market. What what are you, you know, seeing as you know what's happening, sort of thing? As I said before, I just see it getting busier. To be honest, I think obviously we've been hit hard with the pandemic and things, as everybody has. But I think there's definitely signs of things returning to normal, albeit a new normal. You know, companies are working in a different way now. People are being more flexible, flexible working and things. But overall, I think, you know, the signs are positive and I think the market would definitely, you know, go back to being vibrant and more positive as it was. Yeah, definitely. Amazing first start there from Carly. I know she hates this stuff, so I'm not going to keep her any longer. We're going <laughs> to dial in now Aira and she'll do her bit and then we'll move through and just thank you very much for doing it. I know you, you know, you, you, you love. The, I think you're great at this, uh, this branding stuff. That, <laughs> you know, it's like. just like it's just some of our clients. You know, they kind of say, "Oh, who can do?" But if if Carly can do it as amazingly as that, I'm sure you guys can do it. Thank you, Carly, and uh, we'll move on to. Thank Aira. you. Passing over to Aira, is soon to rejoin us actually after maternity leave. But as we saw on um, LinkedIn the other day, remind us it was a two-year anniversary. Aira, I'm going to pass it straight across to you. So I'll do on the podcast as well. Look us through. You were new to recruitment and, you know, what was your background and things? So back to you. Prior to coming to the Treasury Recruitment Company, I worked as a manager for a concession. Um, I'd been doing that role for three years. My previous work is retail. The reason I was good at retail was mainly the fact that I can talk to people really well and I enjoy chatting to people. And so I was like, right, I need to challenge myself. I want to establish a real career for myself. So I saw the advert to work at a treasury recruitment company and just thought, hmm, I could do this. I've recruited my own staff. So yeah, and you give this on. a go and see how I get on. <laughs> and it was fantastic. And then you've, but you're still just or just finishing up your maternity leave. You know, when you first came into Treasury Recruitment, we're going to hear from Joe later on in the episode. You know, it's, it's new to him, new to you. What what was it like? And what were your preconceptions maybe about recruitment? And then was Treasury Recruitment the same? And, the, you know, what was it like? My thoughts of recruitment was just kind of the mass recruiters like your indeed where it's kind of fast turnover it's sort of one job in one job out and there's not really a huge amount of contact with the candidates there's not a huge amount of candidate care necessarily either whereas when I started at the treasury recruitment company it was completely different because it's a more of a boutique specialist recruitment company focusing purely on treasury there's a lot of care with the clients we build really good relationships with them um, and also with the candidates, like we build fantastic relationships with candidates sort of on a personal level. For me, I've got, obviously, since I'm on maternity leave at the moment, I've had candidates message me sort of asking how I am, um, how my daughter is. And that's been really lovely because it's clearly it's what we're able to do with our candidates isn't just the fact of we'll place you in a job. It's we'll place you in a job, but we'll stay in touch and we'll make sure that you're happy and just build real friendships as well, which I think is really is a real positive and it's completely different, I think, to other recruitment agencies out there. Yeah, it is. And I think that's one that you, you touched on it there, that it's about that long-term relationships. And, you know, it's lovely to see, and, you know, we've been getting the alerts to say, you know, people are sort of saying thumbs up to you and congrats and you're coming back to join us later this year. Um, when you come yeah. back, obviously, yeah, you know, you've you've had a baby during pandemic. Well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. And then congrats on that. And you're, you're, but you're back in the, the world of treasury recruitment. What, you know, what have you missed about it? Or what, you know, as we, you know, then before we move on to Joe, what, what are your thoughts about coming back and things? I'm excited. I miss my candidates. I miss keeping in touch with them, seeing how they are. And I, my, the favourite bit is obviously placing people, but it's not because you put someone in a job. It's because when I've placed them, they're really happy in their roles. Before I went on maternity, I placed a, an amazing candidate, Anglian Water. And just to hear that she's still thriving, she's loving it, is the best news for me. Because it's like, actually, I've really helped someone in the future. So I cannot wait yeah, to get back, get back chatting to everyone and doing it all over again. <laughs> yeah, lovely. 
Well, Aira, amazing to catch up with you. Looking forward to you coming back later in the year. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, well, we'll see you soon and people can connect to you after the podcast and everything else. But now we're going to move on to uh, Joe. So uh, see you soon. See you soon. Bye. So, Joe, you were new to the world of treasury recruitment, just as Aira was, the wonderful world of treasury recruitment. Can you perhaps give us your background and then we'll talk about your time at the treasury recruitment company and up to now, which areas you cover as well. So over to you. I left college and started working at a pub for my friend. Really enjoyed my time at the pub. It gave me a nice bit of flexibility, meant I could go traveling, which has always been a big passion of mine. After working in the pub for a little bit, I finally decided I think I'd outgrown it. Uh, And speaking to Mike, he offered me a role at the Treasury Recruitment Company. Now, uh, I went traveling for four or five months and and really enjoyed that. Absolutely fantastic time. And Mike told me to give him a shout when when I returned. Uh, Of course, upon my return, first thing I did, got on the phone to Mike, was really, really keen to get started. And I suppose the rest is sort of history, really. You were new, Joe, to the world of Treasury recruitment, as lots of people are, you know, when you came in, you know, you obviously coached you and trained you and you first thought, oh, I love these Treasury guys. What have you found since you've started? And I know we just heard from Aira there. She really enjoys talking to our candidates and, and clients and, you know, the, the friendliness and stuff. And later on in the episode today, when I, I talked to Katie, she Treasury not only is new, but also when we talk to really interesting Treasury people, you, you said to me before how much you enjoy talking to treasurers because they're really intelligent people and treasury professionals right across the levels. What's it been like for you? Well, you're absolutely right. And I personally, I've really enjoyed it. In In my past experiences, rather, I have been a candidate for past recruitment agencies. And I just found a bit of an issue was in general, especially for general recruitment companies, you tend to be treated as a commodity uh, it's a bit more like a numbers game. And it was a bit of a concern of mine initially uh, going into this world of recruitment, like I say, which is completely new to me. Thankfully, uh, the way Mike tends to run the treasury recruitment company uh, means that for someone like myself, provides me the means to get great candidate care. And as we are a specialist company, it means that I can also talk to treasury people and I get to solely focus on the aspect of treasury. Well, sounds like a real love fest for us, but obviously there are some, we've been through some challenging times as well, Joe. What's, you know, as we now move out of pandemic and things like that, what have you started to see on your desk? Because then we're going to move on to Katie, who runs our European desk. You're working with me, helping me run the UK. You know, well, it's really started to pick up with some more interim roles and some permanent stuff coming through. You know, just today we were talking about a couple of other inquiries from clients, finally we're getting inbound stuff rather than us all going out there. What's it been like? And, you know, you, we're confident of the future. What would you say? Well, yeah, absolutely. And actually, I think for someone like myself, it was really strange because I joined the company, as I'm sure you're aware, at a very strange time. It was just leading into the second lockdown, so sort of September, October time. And it meant that the market was having a bit of a lull. Um, but I actually, looking back at it, I'm very grateful for it. It meant a few months to get to grips with the role itself introduce myself properly to lots of candidates and get a lot of conversations going and allowed me that when the market did start to revitalize itself, I mean, I could hit the ground running uh, and just be able to kind of pick up, hopefully, where I would leave off. And I'm looking forward to Joe having lots of success and, you know, helping lots of people, placing lots of treasury professionals as we help them get on with their careers. But anyway, enough from Joe. Now we're going to make the move across, uh, well, to Katie, who runs our European desk. Obviously, Katie's worked for a number of years with me. Lucky lady putting up with me. I do apologize. Mm. I know you can't have everything. Katie, take us back to the dim distant past. How did you, what's what's your background? How do you, before you discover the wonderful world of treasury recruitment? Over to you. Hi. So um, I've been in recruitment now, as you've kind of said, for a long period of time, over 16 years. I started my career with a specialist retail Um, recruitment business so I really learned the ropes from the ground up and got my foundations in place for recruiting. Um, It was a very interesting time to be in recruitment um, back then um, particularly retail as it was so fast-paced and it was a very competitive market on the agency side. I love that though um, as I'm definitely not someone who is afraid of a challenge. I progressed really 
um, quickly within the business. And by the end of my four and a half years there, I was managing one of the top performing teams in the business. From there, I then decided to make the transition onto the other side of the fence and I went into in-house recruitment. So I headed up recruitment teams for a large fashion retail chain, then a smaller higher end fashion brand. And then finally, my last in-house role was at Hotel Chocolat. Sorry to jump in, but what was that like? What was the, what was the you crossed the fence if you like? So you've I gone, did. you've gone that, you know, you've gone recruitment to in-house, and obviously yeah. it helps when we're talking to clients. And then you've come back across before we get into you know working with us. You know, how does that make it different from just your you know typical high street recruiter or a recruiter maybe that works for one of our rivals? You know, why is that important? Do you think going on the other side of the fence and then back again, if you like, um, it really gives you far more of insight into, I guess, the challenges, the frustrations of being on either side from either party. So if you're a client or you're an agent working with a client, I think for me, it's around actually how do you really form those strong long-term partnerships with clients and candidates? And I think it's easier to work with HR and in-house teams now because I understand how they want to work with their agencies. The time that I had in-house, all of those roles were very fast-paced. They were very challenging. I got to recruit across all departments at all levels. You know, you had various different hats on. That whole piece gave me valuable experience for the role that I'm doing I'm doing now. I then made the decision after about 10 odd years to get back into agency recruitment again. I wanted to have the variety, but also I wanted to become more of a specialist. So um, I moved into bespoke specialist fashion agency, again, where I worked with a multitude of clients across the globe, doing various different levels of roles. And that was before I joined the team here. Again, I don't want to just do this as a sales fest for the Treasury Recruitment Company, but let's do it anyway. Treasury we're recruiting at the moment. I'm saying to people, you don't need to know anything about treasury to get into treasury recruitment. It's about the recruitment skills, about listening to people. You know, people don't move treasury jobs because, you know, they don't like the treasury management system where they're working or the way that cash is approached or the FX risk thing. It's because they, you know, they're struggling with their boss or they're not getting the progression or the job's not challenging them. You know, there are other things about lately about working from home and things. So you came in to a specialist company what especially treasury what's what's that been like for you would you say I mean to be perfectly honest I didn't know much about treasury before joining the business throughout my time before I had recruited various finance positions and I really enjoyed working on them and I think that there are to some extent some crossovers but it's not treasury was never an area that I touched on I think for me to be a good recruiter, it's as you said, it's about understanding the individual, their motivations for seeking a new role, or on the flip side, understanding a client and what they're looking for in a new hire. I don't believe that you need to be a treasury expert to to do this. Um, it's more about being good at recruitment. And I think for me, over the time that I've been working at the treasury recruitment company, the actual physical treasury understanding has been fed to me, if you like, through my clients and candidates. And that's where the expertise has come in. I do think that the foundations of recruitment remain the same wherever you go. I found that there are there were some differences on both the candidate and client side from the different industries definitely you know when I've worked in fashion retail it's a different way of working to working with treasury individuals and treasury clients but actually now I live and breathe treasury, treasury. Right. <laughs> yes <laughs> and when you say it's different what do you mean by that you know is it because you know there's a different kind of ethos or they're just you know because they're dealing within fashion so there are certain kind of people or is it more that, that you know the, the levels or what 
within sort of the fashion side it's diff it's um it's different in terms of the people I think when you're looking when you're searching there's a lot more involved in the people and the culture even though you know in treasury culture in businesses is important but I think when it comes to treasury individuals they have a certain toolkit and it's more straightforward to some extent whereas in fashion there's a lot more sort of hand-holding there's a lot more restrictions in terms of they only want people from a similar business only within fashion retail whereas in treasury you've got your toolkit you can move different industries without a problem obviously we you know one of the reasons i brought you on board you know we were very successful mistake (laughs) sorry say again a mistake (laughs) no no never never it's been brilliant and but it was it was an interesting one because we'd not lost our focus, but we were trying to support uh, the UK, Europe, the US. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew that I needed an experienced recruiter. And that's why I brought you on board. And it's been brilliant since you've been there. You know, no mistakes there. It's actually been brilliant. But it's, you sort of reestablish yourself across our major market, you know, yeah. Belgium, uh, Switzerland, Luxembourg is a big one for us as well. And we're really sort of, you know, going back there and we've, we've done some really great campaigns in all of those over the past few years since you've been on board, you know, most recently great deputy treasurer role in Belgium and things like that. Now, I mean, we spoke about this and we speak about this regularly, but, you know, we're based in the UK, but I think the pandemic has, you know, proved that most people could not work remotely, but you can be based wherever it is to actually service it as long as you're great recruiters. But why would someone, would you put it without just being a total sales fist, but someone listening today, they're listening from France, Belgium, wherever it might be. And they're thinking, well, why would I go to a specialist treasury recruitment company over going to my local agency? What what how what are the things that you you think are important there? It's important to say, and again, not as, as a sales pitch, but we are a specialist company. Um, and so actually we have pre-existing networks within each of the local regions we're very active in those treasury communities um so you know as you've kind of touched on we visit our markets obviously outside of the pandemic we speak at conferences the difference is that the majority of agencies are generalists so actually they may have touched on in the past a treasury position but it's not something that they work roles that they work on day in day out like we do we talked about it as well and i think there's a a speed and efficiency thing which people want to fill jobs and you know you we've said that you know and i've I've done this with clients they said why would i go to you over my current recruiter who's my search firm and stuff i said well you know they'll they'll do exactly the same job as us and oh right i said but (laughs) the fact is it will take them six to eight weeks to get to the the short list or the long list that we've had for you today and then oh oh okay and i'm like no, you know, there are people that are looking for any kind of job, not just a job with you. Whereas, you know, when we came up, you know, again, when we did this recent campaign in, in Belgium, we had a kind of really great response, didn't we? And we both we did, yeah. Yeah, loved working on it. And and actually what happened from that was, you know, and the client was like, that's why I came to you guys, you know, because I know, you know, he's known us for many years, not used us until he needed to. We're there in the event of need, you know, I was banging on about it and things like that. So. You know, pandemic-wise, you know, we've been through it. We've, you know, we've survived it, if you like. And, you know, I've been quite lucky with some of the roles that I've been doing globally with, you know, some companies out in the Middle East and various and stuff like that. But, you know, what's the market been like, you know, for you and and across Europe as we sort of wrap up in your section, then you get your own back and get to ask (laughs) horrible questions? I think, you know, as with all businesses globally, um, you know, COVID has had an impact on the market. I think last year, you know, a lot of businesses and the majority of treasury departments were very much in crisis management mode. And, you know, with Europe, they were sort of in a different phase than we were in the UK. I saw a lot of European clients continue to recruit. It was a more lengthy process and it wasn't as much of a priority as it was before, but they continued to recruit. One of the areas that was new to them was about onboarding people remotely. I had business in France. They 
started two candidates remotely before it was safe to relocate them over to France. I was working with a client in Germany. So it was ticking along, but it was taking it was taking longer. I think, you know, the European Treasury markets come alive again. We successfully placed deputy treasurer for a client in Belgium. We've been working on assignments in Germany and Switzerland, and we're continuing to see movement and, and roles coming in. Now with two of my clients and actually possibly a third that I'm talking about with now is that if they can't find the people, the local market, they are now looking at the talent that they need being placed in a remote location where they've got an additional entity. So for them, it's about finding the right person. And actually, because remote working now will continue to happen at least with my European clients until September but actually ongoing they a lot of them are saying I'm quite happy to recruit somebody remotely that would be willing when it's safe to do so to travel to our head office you know maybe once a month or something like that but actually where we've got another entity so that's kind of a new thing um, that's coming into play and it seems to be discussions that I'm having with more and more clients and I think the kind of pace of roles coming in and those kind of changes I don't see them stopping I see it continuing until July August time when historically Europe closes down for summer and I think after the last kind of 18 months well it was nearly 18 months I guess of the whole pandemic I think people will take that break across Europe. Why bother to use TRC why bother to use any recruitment company over LinkedIn you know we I keep seeing you know people you know I know some of the reasons in my head and we'll we'll sort of just Mm -hmm. explore those briefly but you know what value do we add over to you know over LinkedIn surely they can just you know, people can just advertise on LinkedIn. What have you been seeing with your European clients? Because I know, you know, you and I just talk about this, that you see a client put it out there and then the floodgates open. But what have you seen there? Obviously, I used to do that as well. I think what's been happening is that you've got an in-house team that I suppose if you compare them to agencies are more generalists. We know that Treasury is very, very specialist. It requires, it's a harder to to fill role than if they've got another kind of position on like custom service or something like that. And actually a lot of the in-house team don't really understand what's the requirements, if you like. So I think that's why they default much quicker to an agency um, and especially a specialist because of the timelines. It's become even more important to sort of strengthen that team. Mm. And I think it's around using an agency that's got pre-existing relationships. It's going to make the process quicker and you're going to know that it's in a safe pair of hands to find the right person. My current clients um, in Switzerland, you know, had done their own search her exact words to me was I don't have time to go to go deeper into this when you advertise the role you don't necessarily get the caliber that you want you know coming from in-house I always wanted the people that weren't actively applying for the positions that means that you do a dedicated search or you go to an agency that have those people Wow, Katie, thank you very much for all that. Um, yeah, we didn't want it to be a complete, you know, us and look at us, look at us. It's more trying to, you know, get across to people, you know, why you run Europe and why you're doing a great job. And as it starts to come back, you know, we're, we're nicely positioned sort of thing. But as always, ugh, this is a horrible bit. You know, when I do the usual weekly podcast, I try and say to people, oh, it's your show, you, you get to talk. Well, unfortunately, guys, you get to listen to me. Can't have everything, I suppose, but, you know, did show up and did subscribe to the show. I mean, I hope people don't unsubscribe. But your turn to get your own back on your boss. Um, What questions do you have for me, Katie? Weird. Um, I think that, you know, people know that you've kind of been in recruitment for a while now, a bit of an old hat about it. Um, I guess it would be good for people that don't really necessarily know your background just to get an understanding of, you know, how you got to where you are now. So when I was a small child, I no, I, I've heard that <laughs> with some some candidates recently. They like, literally start off with, "So I was at school." I'm like, um, "Can we jump to university?" Well, actually, I'll start there. I weirdly enough, a lot of people don't know. You know, sometimes they say facts about people you don't know. I'm a 
fully qualified primary school teacher and found myself as a treasury recruiter 30 years later. No, I originally did a teaching degree and actually was talking to a client about it the other day, an education group we were doing some recruitment for. And I said I was doing supply teaching or substitute teaching, as they call it in the US. And they said, you should do recruitment. And I was like, hmm, recruitment, not sure. I didn't have you know that strong a reputation at the time. And I said, well, what do you do? And they said, well, you talk to people and they pay you. And I thought two things I like um, and can do be paid that is and everything else so I started to talk to teachers um, and that was great placing them into various schools and things and then after about three years I was doing well at the group I wanted progression and and you know I had a, a recruitment to recruitment guy and that the people that don't know that's someone that places recruitment consultants into other recruitment companies I'd never do that because they spend all their day talking to recruiters like us so basically the guy said oh you should do financial recruitment I was like really and uh, I'm not sure about that and he said Mike it's twice as much pay because the people get paid twice as much as teachers as a minimum I was like right where do I sign and that was it Um, and I joined a company called Robert Walters a very big UK financial recruiter and when I turned up they didn't have a treasury division at all they said look we've got this list of treasury names talked to the people which I did called my way through the 250 names got to the end of it lots of people have moved on literally physically and everything else um and I found myself right back at the beginning and so it was networking it was pre-LinkedIn then going and meeting lots of treasurers finding out what they did and even then I just got an in you know I loved talking to treasurers I love treasury professionals and the stories in the industry found that you know treasury itself is just fascinating because a lot of finance, when people ask me at a dinner party or went out with friends, they say, well, what's, what's treasury then? So, well, you've got, you know, financial control, which is today's money has to be done and looking back over it and things like that. You've got tax, moving the money left and right and making sure you minimize the tax bill. And then you've got treasury. And that's about today's money and all the future and all the different things you're going to do with it. Are you going to go buy companies? You're going to do exciting areas. And that's why I've always found it. And, and so that's what I did. Did very well there for a number of years. And then I thought, right, where am I going next? Was approached by a search firm, joined them to do executive search, but still focusing on treasury. They wanted me to do other generalist areas, but I'd fallen in love with treasury by then. And back in 2002, I set up what was then called MR Recruitment, as in Mike Richards Recruitment, a bit of self-love there, but it was more (laughs) just me and a friend talking uh, one day and he said, you could be Mr. Recruitment or MR. I was like, yeah, that'll do. And we kept that for ages. And then about six or seven, I think it was about seven years ago, I was doing a lot of stuff, you know, story brand and looking at various other bits about uh, honing your message so that people knew exactly what you did. And we do treasury recruitment and we do it on a global scale. So um, we branded as the treasury recruitment company and we've just grown and grown. You know, we cover globally. It's been good fun. Enough, enough talking. I, I need some questions. Though. I know. Since starting the Treasury Recruitment Company, what would you say has been sort of your biggest success story? I know you're going to have to pinpoint one of many. Are you able to share with us? Yeah, I think I think there's a few. I think, you know, there's the people that I work with. I think it's always been good. I mean, you heard earlier in the show from Joe and Ava and Carly and, you know, work with some great people. And, you know, and, you know, bringing in someone like Joe who was new to recruitment and everything else, it's... Yeah sort of the satisfaction and, and yourself and the other things, but yeah. you're an experienced recruiter. So it's like, you know, with Joe, it was about bringing in the good bits of recruitment, showing him how to do it and, you know, and, and coaching him with yourself and bringing you on board, Katie. It was, you know, you'd work for a number of recruitment companies and it wasn't being, you know, well, how many calls have you done today? How many, you know, and being this, yeah. this stick to beat you with. I, recruitment's not about that. It's about having great relationships with your candidates and clients talking to them and you might talk to them today and then you might not do a piece of business with them for three, five years, but every year you're catching up with them. You're giving them advice about their salary or you're helping them. So I think that, you know, I know that's a big one. I think probably one of the biggest successes recently recruited a global treasurer for one of our clients out in what was Saudi Arabia, you know, the biggest placement I've ever done, you know, and and amazing, but then also, Again, I've not, you know, people say, oh, yeah, placing that big role. Well, actually, for me, it's more than that. It's actually now about, and we've continued the recruitment. I think we've now recruited seven members of the team globally, and we're about to do another role for them, you know, coming up in the US. And and just growing in that way through clients that trust us, know, like, and trust. And that's the thing, isn't it, to really get to know us that exactly. you, you've joined TRC. What would you say you, you've you found is, 
been your biggest success or your thoughts about it really? Because those roles don't come on sort of six monthly or yearly or or anything, it is about really building that partnership. Um, and it's not just about that role at that time. It's about actually supporting them going forward. And, you know, our client in Belgium, who we placed deputy treasurer for, as you mentioned, you know, he's worked with us before, but actually it's been a long time since he's had the need to recruit for a, another position so actually he wouldn't have necessarily come to us if it hasn't been for that continual touch base and working on that relationship because those roles don't come as often as in other industries it's about what else can we do to support the treasury communities what you know so we're very conscious about the content that we post on LinkedIn the podcast which we'll come on to later and being at those events is all for us sort of the service that we want to provide our clients and candidates so I think and you touch on there and I know we were going to talk about and I'll just jump in with about you know personal branding and LinkedIn and all that stuff and why you know we're doing a few more sessions Katie and I you know for the Austrian Treasurers Association I've just done one for Ohio which is going live the next day or so a lot of people have sort of said oh you know it's personal branding thing and yeah when I first started, it it wasn't a big thing. No. And now it is. You know, you have to think about your social media profile because it's out there all the time, 24-7. You know, it's either selling yourself on or not selling yourself. And you can't afford to, you know, take risks with it. You've got to protect it, as it were. Yeah. So that's one of the key things. And what um, else have you seen sort of in the world of treasury recruitment change? Obviously, that's one kind of area that's become more of a focus. Is there any kind of other key things that have sort of changed since you've been doing this yeah I think I think the access and you know content and information and the you know and the the flip side there's also information overload there's a lot of people going crumbs you know there's so much out there but actually that that's a positive and negative it's trying to sift through it you know you go on our website and again it's not just to be a you know, constant sales pitch is much more that that's why, you know, we've just re we're just redoing our treasury TV area. So go to treasury TV.com and in, in, in there you'll get lots of videos and lots of advice and lots of practical advice. Uh, we did back in the summer, you know, when it was, you know, the pandemic midst of the pandemic, people couldn't do anything. And I miss it. Actually, we're going to, we're going to try and do some more of these group calls. We did, you know, Katie, myself and Aira, we hopped on these bounce back where we did the six week course where we help people bounce back and people were going, are you charging for this? I was like, no, because it's the middle of a pandemic. No one's got any money. You know, everyone's up against it, but there are still people that need stuff. And we did our bounce back program. It's just brilliant. And I look back at some of the, I look actually some of our group calls the other day and it was great to give back. And I think that's the yeah. thing. It's much more, you know, you don't have to have to go and meet everyone for a coffee face to face. We can zoom people. We can do that. But people want advice. You know, people need, you know, advice from, you know, from us. And, you know, and it's it, it's, it's easy to go and get it. You can go on the web. You can find it really quickly sort of thing. That kind of leads us on to talking about your podcast, because, again, that is about sort of showcasing people's yeah. experience. When you kind of see other businesses sharing podcasts, you feel sometimes that that's a platform to sort of showcase their own business. It's two questions from me what was your inspiration in starting the podcast that have been sort of hugely successful and continue to do so? And would you say that that's true of your podcast, that it's a forum for you to sort of showcase us as a business? Yeah, I think one, one, one sort of leads into another, just as you say, but the, the reason we, I did it with the inspiration, I originally thought about doing a podcast 10 years ago, you know, before podcasts were really there. I actually, I looked back and saw some notes the other day and it said, do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. But my original thought back then, I'm glad I didn't do it because I think it would have been rubbish. I think it would have been, and I, well, I chose not to do it because I didn't want it to be rubbish. And I knew, you know, because I thought, oh, I'll do about recruitment and things like that. And I thought, do you know what? If I did recruitment, recruitment, I listened to some recruitment podcasts. And I loved some of them. You know, there's a few that I've you know subscribed to, a few I don't. But, you know, one I love, uh, Recruitment Mentors podcast where where he shows me talks to lots of different recruiters and you find out about their stories. I love hearing them about their stories. That's brilliant to me. I'd actually set up my podcast, the Treasury Career Corner. Go to treasurycareercorner.com. People still don't know. I'm like, what? And, you know, hopefully, well, if you listen to this, you will be a subscriber. <laughs> but um, the fact is you might see it on LinkedIn and stuff. 
I've always loved talking to treasurers. You know, we talk about the toolbox and people's toolboxes and that I always make the long joke that everyone's got the same title, they're treasurer. They do the same thing in the same way with the same tools in, you know, get the same results. And then people go, what? No, that's not. And that's what's amazing. You know, everyone's called treasurer, but the way they do it for one petrochemicals group versus oil and gas versus all the different industries, but then all the different challenges, all the different risks, all the different, everything is just different. And actually that's what we bring to life. You know, this is the 150th episode. It's mental. You know, this is one of the key things that, you know, sharing those stories and, you know, it's proved. You know, we're at over 50,000 downloads. We don't deviate. That's one of the other things. Someone asked me the other day, they said, in fact, I was talking to a guy in California yesterday, and he said, oh, you know, are you going to diversify? I went, no, it's called the Treasury Career Corner for a reason. I said, I don't want to, you know, I like talking to CFOs, but that's not what I'm about. You know, I don't want to go into, you know, lots of different areas. We focus on corporate treasurers. You know, we do this banking work, but predominantly our work is in corporate. So we stick with that. We stick to our knitting. We we work our niche. Is it a thing to showcase other businesses? Yeah, potentially it is, but I'm, I'm doing it more because, you know, again, if someone said, well, you know all the treasurers. Yes, we do. You know, we know all the global treasurers. So if a client is out there looking and wanting to go, right, do these guys know, as you said, the C-suite, the top table? Yes. Do we also know the, you know, the guys just starting out in their careers and just learning the ropes? Yeah, we do. And it's really to show that we've got that breadth, you know, and this is, you know, again, this guy I was talking to last night, he said, really, you work your niche, you know, you're an inch wide, a mile deep, but literally we do work that mile. You know, we do the hard miles and we, you know, we're talking to treasury analysts and dealers and one day we're helping them through the podcast, get to the world of group treasurer. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of the key things. A lot of people, and I know we've touched on it when we were talking earlier, we are a UK-based consultancy. We all, yourself included, talk about having global presence. But I guess for the listeners, is it fair to say that our main market is the UK? It's not. And that's one of the key things. And I know we spoke about, you know, we look at some of the numbers. We get, Mm. we do more business outside of the UK than we ever have done in the UK. And in actual yeah. fact, in the past, I remember one of our years when it was a, a bit of a boom year, we did, I think it was nearly 40% of our business in Switzerland alone. It was just like, it was a crazy. a crazy busy year. And it was great going to Geneva a lot and Zug and Zurich and things and loved it. But we've recruited over in on the West Coast of the US. Um, I'm working, as I say, sort of Midwest. I've got a couple of roles over there. We're working, yeah, it just keeps going East Coast. We've got some stuff in the US. UK obviously it's a home market so we know lots of people here we talk to lots of them but you know we don't mind you know I've got amazing guests on the show you know and I'm working with a lot of those guests you know US treasurers UK international global wherever treasury is you know and you you know you you're running our European desk yeah we know those European people you know Mm. we know and they can make the move around it's it's like you know going back to that question about being a Belgian recruiter and just knowing your home country well the fact is if you've got a good Belgian role, as we had, you looked at we and we both worked on it together. We we had we were considering people from France, Luxembourg, UK. We looked at a couple of US people, but they you know they had to have a green card. One of them did, so that was great. So yeah. we talked about them, and that's what it was. So we were truly looking and and sourcing people internationally for that one. And and we knew that when we got that one great person, they were the best person for the job. You know, and again, so right the way across and. You know, we do a lot of work, more work in the Middle East now and, um, you know, placed into Australia. So, yeah, truly, you know, and if we're doing more work outside of the UK than in it, you know, it, it means that we know the UK market, but just being global. It's just great yeah. fun. I mean, it sometimes can be longer hours, which is a challenge, you know, sometimes West Coast of the US and stuff. But yeah, we're up for it, you know, not afraid for it. And you've just you've touched on it a couple of times in 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 that um, answer to- around sort of America. So you've been working and recruiting in the US since 2012. Obviously, you've mentioned about a couple of clients recently. How is the US going? Just going back, in fact, we started earlier than 2012. We went there in 2008 and thought, wow, here we go. Great land of opportunity. Yeah, scary. Um, Just as subprime came over, (laughs) just literally everything shut down, shutters down. I was like, oh my goodness. So we sort of, 
just headed back sort of thing. Actually, back in 20, 2011, stroke 12, that's when we start restarted, I would say, in the US. And in some ways, in the US, it's still crazy. You know, we've been going there for, you know, 10 years and we're still a startup business. You know, people are still, oh, a specialist treasury recruitment company. You know, you've been going for 10 years. Well, yeah, but we're not just, you know, us, you know, it's, we've got a team of, you know, that combines over 30 years experience, you know, so mm-hmm. when we get asked a question, can you help us recruit this? Again, as I was talking to this client over in Boston, we need a treasury analyst. Can you help? Yes. Oh, um, actually, but we might need a group treasurer. Do you do that level? Like, yeah, that's what we've been doing for 25 years sort of thing. Oh, okay. So, you know, that brings with it its own strength and stuff. And I just, you know, it, it's great. And I, I can't wait to go back to the US. You know, this past year was due to be my 10th year of speaking at the Chicago Treasurer's Conference. And I've spoken in New York, done a lot of, uh, done a lot of the AFP conferences. And it'd just be great to see people. But I think one of the exciting things is we're going to be bring back later this year, for instance, we do the podcast. And then from that, we I then came up with this Treasury Career Corner Live, which is like a sort of an event where I interview some treasurers live on stage. And what we're going to do is probably bring it back in the UK because we're getting further ahead with the vaccine. So it was meaning hopefully we can get a lot of us back in a room and then head to the bar straight after. Um, you know, there's a theme here, isn't there? But joking aside, you know, one of the nicest, you know, if I can get, say, you know, I'm thinking, do get two treasurers live on stage, talk about their careers and maybe then have a virtual treasurer there, you know, someone from the States and joining in the things and we can send them some drinks to enjoy with us as well. But then in front of a, a live audience, you know, say 80 people, but then, you know, we're doing all these great virtual events. Well, let's blend it and then let's have it yeah. live stream to say four or 500 people globally that can also enjoy that experience. And then maybe they go to their fridge and, you know, can crack open a beer and, you know, we can be cheersing them and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's about bringing those treasury stories to life, seeing how those people, you know, those uh, treasurers achieve success. What are their keys? What are the learnings? You get that every week on the podcast. Every week we finish it with the, you know, the top three tips. And we've had such a range of it. You know, we've 150 plus guests, you know, so, and each time I ask for a minimum of three bits of advice. So you're looking at 500 pieces of advice at least. Can't wait to be traveling a bit. You know, the other year yeah. I did, I think, 13 conferences. That was too many. Um, I remember that. Yeah, too many. You know, it was just a bit broken. You're just running from this and trying to recruit. Now it's a bit more balanced. So I think actually, that, you know, some of the learnings of the past couple of years, you don't need to be everywhere. You know, we said it to one of the guys actually uh, at the time, David, he said to me one day, he said, Mike, you're, you're everywhere. I said, David, I'm not everywhere. He said, oh, right. I said, no, I'm everywhere you are. And that's my, <laughs> you know, I'm everywhere to that you should be hanging out as a treasurer, that I'm at the conferences, we've got the knowledge, yeah. we're supporting the treasury industry and treasury, you know, professionals by, you know, giving back. You know, when it is the right time to make a move, that's what we do, you know, and that's, you know, that sounds a bit, you know, altruistic, is it? but you know, we're there for the long term. And yeah. I just loved it, and you know, continue to do so. So I'm grateful to the, what the industry has done for me. Obviously, you've just touched on something that we're we're bringing back this year. Hopefully, what else can our listeners and our communities see us sort of delivering this year? Finally, after yeah. 20 years, when I first started it, when I were, when I were a child. Many years ago, I um. Well, anyway, I uh, I, I did it. I hated our salary survey I did in yeah. my previous companies. I was I was physically asked. And I've done it on videos as well, where someone said, "Well, what's your most junior treasury analyst paid?" I went this. They said, "What's your most senior treasury analyst paid?" I went this. I went all right. That's your range. I went. That's not range. That's just two people. And they went, "No, no, no. That's what we're going to put in our salary survey." And I know they still do it. It's just baloney. It just winds me up. But I always thought, do you know what? And I, I started it. And I think my first ever salary survey, I had like, I think we got to about 100 people, if that, and stuff. And then over the years, we grew up. We got up to about 800 people. And then it became, you know, as the markets grew, we tried to automate it through a different, few different platforms. I'm not going to name them because they are really annoying, the platforms themselves, and change the goalposts. So eventually, finally, we've got that dream of mine that we're going to be automating it. You know, we tried in the past couple of years. We were going to produce one, uh, wanted to do one last year in 2020 uh, with the salary survey. This, I'm sorry, I'm going on about a salary survey. And it's, um, and it's a, a bugbear of mine. What I want is that uh, I want what I would want if I was a candidate. And that's yeah. like, to call me, say, Mike, 
could you tell me, I'm a treasury analyst, I'm based in Massachusetts, I'm based in the West Coast, I'm based in London, I'm based in Denmark. Could you tell me what my base salary should be? Or I'm a group treasurer, or I'm this. What, what, what's the average for my level? And I would love it, to, and you know, not to say, oh, well, two years ago it was this. What I'd like to do is have it and say, well, actually, and we will, it will be an automated process, and this is why it's going to be amazing, is that we will write to people, they will confirm their details, we'll ratify them as well, as we always do. We make sure they're the right person. <laughs> and you know, so then people can say, and they'll say, well, how old is this data? And I went, well, it's the third of the month. So, yeah, I said, uh, three days old. What? Yeah. What do you mean three days old? And every six months, we're going to rerun it and things like that. I mean, we've been asked to, you know, but that's a lot of effort, time and effort. We've tried to actually automate a lot of these processes, which we have now. And I get passionate about it because I just want to give that. It's amazing content for people. You know, that's the key. You know, we get asked, what's the market like? We haven't done that today because, you know, because it always changes and things, you know, and then people say, oh, what should my salary level be? That's usually the second question, I think. Is is it always for you as well, the second question? Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What's what's the second? Yes. You know, salary and blah, blah, blah. Go on. It's It's so important. And, you know, businesses as well very much want to ensure that they are competitive and, you know, they want the actual live raw data not a kind of guesstimate <laughs> not fluff that there is no. one, one of the key things before we you know run up today is that you know and i have been approached about potentially people sponsoring and they want to become involved in it we are open to it but one of the key things i've had to say is you no know, but you must bear in mind it will be independent it will be impartial no, you will never get access to any of the data because that is confidential to people and it must always remain so you know, I don't mind someone having their banner above it and say they support our work. That's great. And then they could, you know, we can, you know, shout about the fact that they're supporting our work and helping us, but we will never, ever share that. And that's always been the critical thing for me. And, that, you know, that really, you know, gets, you know, my heart on my chest because I'm thinking that's the way I would want to be treated. You know, that's yeah. what I would want. I'm happy to share my info with you, Mike, but you're the only person or your company is the only company to know it. And then, well, tell me how I benchmark against the others. You know, what do I do and, and stuff? And that's that's what, you know, that's going to be the aim for this year, for 2021, I think, on top of, you know, another successful year with yourself and the team, Katie, and just loving yeah. working together. And and one day we'll breathe the same air, you know, post-pandemic and have a, have a few glasses of wine and beer together. So it'd be oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank um, you, Katie. And you yeah. know, all of those guys listening, you know, you've obviously hopefully already subscribed, but you know, you can also do the salary survey, get in there, treasurysalary.com, uh, loads of links in there, treasury TV for loads of advice.com that is. Uh, what else can you go to? Any other dot coms? Yeah, go to treasuryrecruitment.com, see loads of advice. Uh, treasurecareercorner.com you know there's a theme here isn't there but basically go there and that's what we want to do we keep on helping you guys in treasury and uh, just a pleasure to deal with you every day and, and the same to you Katie and to you Mike <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as we did and uh, hope you're enjoying some of the new soundtracks that go with it here comes the final bit I hope to talk to you all soon and uh yeah, we're going to freshen up the show and continue to develop. If you've got other comments, feel free to drop us a line at my direct email, mike at treasurerecruitment.com. And we won't keep it being a sales fest. We wanted to keep it focused on the guests, but I hope you enjoy it. So enjoy the uh, new closing intro music, whatever you want to hear. All right, many thanks. Thanks.